Hello, this is Stuart Hardy with All In Sports Outreach, and I'm so excited about a new episode of our podcast. Today, you're going to hear from Coach Mac Lefwich. He's currently assistant football coach at the University of Incarnate Word in San Antonio, Texas. Newly married, incredible young man of God. I can't wait for you to hear his story, just passionate about Jesus and making Jesus known through the platform of sports. So without further delay, let's jump right into it. Thanks for joining me today, Coach. Yeah, thanks for having me, Stuart. You bet. So I just like to start these out with some background information, just kind of give the listeners a little bit about who you are, maybe where you grew up, a little bit about your family growing up, and then your family today. Um, okay, perfect. So, uh, you know, I had I had a little bit of a unique journey. Um, you know, I always tell people I'm from Denton, Texas. Uh, my dad was a college football coach, though. So, you know, naturally with that, uh, I moved around a little bit. So grew up, was born in Denton, um, you know, lived there till about second grade. And then he got a job at Tulsa. So moved up to Tulsa, Oklahoma uh, for four years. That stint was uh, was four years and then moved back to Denton for three. So then was back in Texas, uh, back to Tulsa for one year um, and then to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania for two years. Uh, and then I played uh, college football at UTEP. And then um, after UTEP, I got into high school coaching for a year and then ended up at, at UIW. So uh, growing up, you know, as a, as a coach's son, um, you know, that was a, that was a really unique experience. Um, I had two younger brothers, so it was a, a household full of boys. It was just, you know, me, both my parents, um, and my two younger brothers, Cutter and Gage. Uh, and, and so it was a lot of fun. I mean, I was the oldest kid and, and, um, you know, I tried to set a good example, example for my brothers. Um, you know, moving around was tough, you know, growing up, uh, you know, I, I it was kind of, it was nice because whenever I was younger, you know, I didn't move too much. So I, so I was in Denton, then Tulsa and then back to Denton. Um, and then, you know, basically at the worst time possible that you could move whenever, uh, you know, coaches say, you know, once my kids get into high school, I'm going to try not to move. That's obviously when my dad started getting his promotions and and started getting better jobs. And so my freshman year, I was at Denton Ryan, um, and played on the freshman team was getting ready to, to be the quarterback my sophomore year there, uh, a week before football season, you know, we ended up moving to Tulsa. And so, you know, that was pretty tough on me. And then after that one season, my sophomore year, moved up to Pennsylvania, uh, to Pittsburgh. And so played my last two years of, of high school football in, in Pennsylvania. And actually that last season, my, my senior year, um, my dad left Pitt to go to Arizona. And so me, my two, or my two younger brothers, and my mom um, just stayed up in Pennsylvania, you know, just because my parents kind of decided that, you know, going to four high schools in, in four years was, was going to be tough. And I was in a great situation up there um, and actually ended up, you know, winning a, a state championship, won the Pennsylvania player of the year that year. And, and so everything kind of worked out, you know, the way it was supposed to and ended up in a great situation around great people. Um, and then from there went out to UTEP, uh, you know, luckily we kind of came back together. So my dad was at Arizona. Um, and then, then he got the O-line assistant head coaching job at UTEP. And so I, I went down there, played quarterback at UTEP. He was, he was the offensive coach, uh, whole family was out in El Paso and had a great experience. Um, you know, graduated there in four years. Unfortunately, my, my career kind of got cut short, um, you know, cause I tore my labrum in my, in my throwing shoulder. And, um, so still to this day, uh, my quarterbacks now make fun of me cause you know, I can only get out there and throw it about 30 yards cause my, my shoulder's a little bit jacked up, but, um, uh, but I used to, I, I swear to him, I used to be able to throw it like you guys, but, but now I've got to get, <laughs> uh, so they, they give me a hard time about that, but, um, still had a great experience, had great friends there, um, you know, enjoyed, enjoyed playing for coach Kugler, who's now the, the Cardinals offensive line coach. 
Um, you know, he was a, he was a great guy and, and had a bunch of good coaches. Um, then decided from there, uh, you know, to get into high school coaching and, and was actually a, a high school uh, geometry teacher and a high school football coach at Lehman High School. Um, and then did that for one season and got on it as a GA at UIW in 2018. Um, have been here four years and, and kind of worked up, up the ladder and, you know, now being the offensive coordinator. And, and at the time, you know, when I moved to UIW, I, I wasn't super fired up about it because I really, I, you know, I had almost no idea what UIW was, uh, you know, before. So it's actually a funny story. So whenever I was at UTEP, we played UIW in 2015 and never had heard of them one time before they were, they showed up on our schedule. And I looked at the schedule. I was like, this is even like a real college, you know, who, who is this team that we're playing? Um, and then, you know, five, or three years later, I end up, you know, going to GA, but uh, ended up being around amazing people. Coach Morris has been our head coach for the past four years. He just went up to Washington state. Um, coach Kenny is our head coach now doing a great job uh, in the transition, but San Antonio has been a blessing. You know, I've, I've been able to get around great community. Uh, I met my wife here. Uh, we got married last June, so it's just me and my wife and, and we've got two dogs, uh, Ranger and Shiner. And uh, just bought a house last December, so uh, so things are going good, and and God has definitely blessed us in, in amazing ways over the past couple of years. That's awesome! What a journey! I can't imagine moving that much, especially when you spend most of your time in Texas, Oklahoma, and then Pennsylvania. Yeah, um, Pennsylvania was a little bit of a culture shock, but uh, but it ended up being amazing. I mean, I ended up in a great spot with um, you know some great coaches who. who uh, my, my high school head coach, Coach Walker, you know, is still a guy that I talk to to this day and, and kind of view as a mentor. And, um, you know, so it's it's just pretty, pretty amazing. Like when you see the journey and you kind of think back of it, you know, how even at the at the time, like I wasn't really fired up. I was actually really upset to, to have to move again, you know, before we made that move to Pittsburgh. Um, and that was a, that was a tough transition. That was a tough time for for me and for my family. But, um, you know, just seeing how everything works together and how everything has a plan and a purpose and ending up in a great situation. Um, you know, it's when you look back on it, you're like, Hey, yeah, now I, I kind of understand, you know, what was going on. But, um, at the time it was definitely difficult. Absolutely. So I got to ask you, so, you know, going to Utah, you go from Pittsburgh to El Paso, did your dad getting a job there have a lot to do with that choice or, were you already um, headed to UTEP? No, I actually wasn't already headed to UTEP. So um, I was actually committed to Stephen F. Austin. So I did. So I did kind of know that I wanted to get back, um, you know, into this kind of Texas, Oklahoma, get back to the South, kind of closer. Because most of my family still lives in that that Dallas, Fort Worth, Denton mm -hmm. area. Um, so I kind of wanted to be closer to family, and um, and so I was committed to Stephen F. Austin because they were the first ones to offer me, and it was getting kind of late in the process, uh, my senior year. So I so I committed to them, um, and just crazy happenstance. Um, the offensive line coach for the Steelers, his name's Sean Coogler at the time, uh, he was the offensive line coach for the Steelers. His son, um, Patrick was my best friend and my left tackle in high school. Well, coach Coogs, the, uh, dad, the O-line coach for the Steelers, he was in a, a UTEP alum and the UTEP head coaching job came open and they called him up and he got the head coaching job from, uh, you know, from the Pittsburgh Steelers to UTEP. So he went down there and you know, I was over at his house multiple times a week and he'd seen me play every game for the past two years, you know, my junior and senior year. And so, you know, he took the job and like one of the first phone calls he made was to offer me a scholarship to come play quarterback for him. So, you know, it was, it was a pretty easy decision for me. And I was, I was pumped. I was excited about it. Uh, 
kind of one of those things like when you move when you move around a lot as a kid uh you know going up going from two polar opposite places like Pittsburgh to El Paso um, is really not that big of a deal in your mind. You're like, Hey, we're, you know, we're going to, we're going to go and make the best out of this thing. And then it was just kind of a cherry on top that, that my dad was able to come over and, and be the old line coach. And we were able to have, you know, the whole family there it was, it was a really good experience. That's awesome. So what role growing up did faith play in your life? And then at what point did you, realized you needed a personal relationship with Jesus and make it your own? Um, so I, I have a, a little bit of a unique experience in that, I guess, or a, a unique journey. I mean, that, I think everybody does, but, um, so faith growing up was, was a big part of what we did, um, early on in my life. You know, my, when we were in Denton, uh, especially, you know, my, my grandpa, uh, my dad, you know, he's gone to first Baptist church Gainesville, uh, every Sunday for, you know, the past, 50, 60 years, however, you know, however, however long he's, I don't know how old he is. I think he just turned, he turned like 82, you know, recently. And so for the past 60 years, he's been there every Sunday and, um, you know, is really involved in the church and faith is super important to him. Uh, and so that's, you know, that's how my dad was raised. And so, um, you know, that's when we were in Denton, we went to first Baptist church, Denton, um, you know, grew up and going to Sunday school and, and doing the whole deal. And, uh, one, you know, I was in the Iwanas and, and memorizing, verses and the whole thing. My mom was volunteering, uh, you know, in Sunday school and doing all that. Uh, and then when we moved to Tulsa, whenever I was in second or third grade, um, you know, I don't, I don't really, I mean, I'm not really sure why. Uh, and I guess, you know, I haven't really had this talk with my parents yet, I guess, but you know, church just kind of, um, became, you know, not, not as uh, much of a priority, I guess, you know, we didn't really find a place that, um, you know, that my parents, I guess, felt like, we needed to be a part of church, you know, in terms of community and a church family. And so, um, kind of quit going to church there for a while as a family. And, you know, naturally as a kid, you kind of pick up on that. And, and so, um, it really, you know, kind of lost importance to me as well. And so then kind of throughout, throughout high school, um, throughout high school and, and, or middle school and high school, it kind of became like a more of a social deal, you know, like if my mm-hmm. friends, if my friends were going to youth group, you know, on a Wednesday night, then, then I would go to youth group and kind of ha- just more so, you know, to hang out with them, not necessarily because, you know, I wanted to, to learn more about God or build that relationship. Um, and so it was more of a, more of a social thing. And then, um, even into, into college, truthfully, I, you know, I didn't, I don't, I didn't go to college. I didn't go to church one time while I was at UTEP, um, and while I was in El Paso. And so it wasn't a part of my life at all. You know, I was, I was lost in a lot of ways and, and was, um, you know, chasing after, after different idols and, and different things that, that were, were not good for me. And, you know, now I see that, but at the time I was lost and, and thought that that was, that was the the smartest way. And the, you know, I had all the answers and, um, you know, was living, living to basically just kind of please myself really. Um, and so kind of continued down that path, I guess, um, you know, after college and, um, kind of crazy just how, how God works and how he, he can kind of redeem any situation. Um, you know, I was here at UIW, um, and f- for whatever reason, uh, I don't, are you familiar with the, uh, Brian Kite, Tim Kite, the focus three discipline versus default stuff? Oh yeah. Uh, so yeah. So re- which is really good leadership stuff. Um, but coach Morris, our head coach at the time, we had a big staff meeting, you know, one, one afternoon in the summer. And, um, you know, he basically like kind of came in and said, Hey, I've, I've, you know, been studying this stuff, 
um, you know, this is kind of what I want our message to be to the team. You know, I want us to have discipline and, and, you know, not live on default and be above the line, you know, the whole, the whole deal. And, um, and that kind of hit me like, you know, Hey, I don't want to be this guy who's having to sit here and preach this to our kids. If that's not how I'm living in my life either. And so my journey back in the faith kind of started with that, which is crazy because it had nothing to do at the time with Jesus, right. with Jesus gospel or anything. Um, and so, you know, so I started kind of like changing my ways and um, getting more focused and I was working out and, um, you know, got to where I was being super disciplined with my eating and all this stuff. And I was making all these physical changes, but there was still something missing. Um, you know, and I had, I had no spiritual component at all at that point in time. And, um, and really for whatever reason, I, I just, um, one day I, I was driving home from work and I was like, Hey, you know, maybe, I, maybe I should go get a Bible. And so mm. I went to the, went to the Barnes and Noble and bought a Bible and just started reading it. And that was, you know, three years ago or whatever it was. And, um, and have been reading it, um, you know, regularly ever since and growing my relationship. And since then, um, you know, God's opened doors for me that, that I wouldn't even have, you know, imagined being possible. You know, I've, uh, started going to church, you know, every Sunday and I was going to this big mega church down here. And at the time, at the time it was, I felt like it was good for me because I could kind of go and, you know, just blend in and not really, you know, say I could go on Sundays, listen to the message and then kind of leave and no one asked questions. And I was kind of in my comfort zone and I would read and we had a defensive coordinator on our staff um, at the time. He's not with us anymore, but uh, his name was Justin Deason. He was a huge mentor for me. Um, you know, a great man of faith who, who lived it boldly and proclaimed the gospel. And um, and so he kind of, you know, would, would walk along with me when I had questions as, as a new believer Um and, and so that was huge for me, having guys in the office that, that would help me along the, the way and, and going. And then, um, you know, I met my wife actually through FCA at UIW. She was coming up here and, um, and helping out because it was all guys at the time who were kind of running it. And so they needed, you know, a female presence for the female athletes. And she was heading, uh, she was heading up or she was the head of the FCA at her high school that she was working at at the time. Um, and so they asked her to come up here and, and we met one time at FCA and, um, you know, kind of started that relationship. And, and through her, um, I got connected at the church that her brother planted called the well here. Um, and it's a much smaller church, you know, it's, it's a, um, Acts 29 church. Uh, there's, you know, a hundred probably on any given Sunday between a hundred and 120 people that go to church. And so it's this small, you know, community that of people that you have real relationships with. I go to, um, you know, men's night every Tuesday night and, and, you know, listen to kind of how the Sunday sermon, you know, applies to to you directly as a man. And then we get in in small group and and talk about and talk about the word and, um, you know, talk about how God's moving in our life and what's on our heart. And, um, and so through that experience, I've grown tremendously. And, you know, not only only my knowledge of, of what the, the word is and, and, you know, my my biblical um uh, you know, backing, I guess, but, um, just also my relationship with Christ and seeing other people who are, um, you know, who are further along on their journey, who are a little bit more mature and, um, you know, them kind of pushing me to, to grow and, and to constantly be seeking God is, has been an unbelievable experience for me. So I would to, sorry, that was a little long winded, I guess. Uh, but my, I would say, I would say, you know, grew up in a fa family of faith early kind of, uh, was, I guess the, the I was a, a prodigal there for a while. And, um, you know, God never stopped pursuing my heart and, and brought me back, you know, I guess about three years ago was, was kind of whenever I realized like, you know, Hey, I need to, I need to have a relationship with, with God. I'm a sinner and need a saving and, um, uh, you know, accepted him as, as my savior.
That's awesome because um, I mean, that, that's powerful. I was actually looking up the church as you were talking. Um, that, that's that's incredible how God used something from a head coach that wasn't intended, right, yeah. to be a faith base to send you on that journey. And I can't think of many men, 21, 22, that stop at Barnes and Nobles to buy a Bible, right? I mean, that's yeah, that's I mean, awesome. and, yeah, and it was not, I mean, that was nothing that, that I did or any kind of special you know, premonition that I had or something, that was just something that God put on my heart and, um, you know, completely his doing was, was to make me buy that and to start this journey, you know, a couple of years ago. So it's, it's been awesome. And, and God's been gracious to me. That's awesome. And so now at incarnate word, you know, you've been through a coaching change. Let me ask you, as y'all are transitioning, um, with, with a, a new head coach now, how do you see your faith helping you, go through a transition like this um, because you're, you know, you're, you came with the previous coach. Now you got a new head coach coming in. So how does your faith shape the ability to handle this change? Well, you know, I think uh, the transition was crazy because, you know, I actually, so I actually went up to Washington state for two weeks um, and lived in Washington. And so, you know, all of that uncertainty and, uh, you know, that possible change with, with me and my wife possibly moving up there. And then now this opportunity being able to come back as offensive coordinator. And, um, you know, anytime you go through change, I think there's a lot of uncertainty. Uh, you know, there's a lot of fear, possible, you know, anxiety, anxiousness about, um, you know, the change that is, is going to, is going to occur. But, you know, I just think having, having my faith and, and having a rela- relationship with Christ and kind of, um, you know, knowing where my identity is and, and, um, being, being firm in that and being confident in that has just kind of allowed me to, to handle everything and go to him and, and ask him, you know, I've prayed a ton in this transition, you know, ask for, for strength and for wisdom and, um, you know, the ability to, to have confidence and, and, um, be courageous in my new role. Um, you know, and, and so I, I think just having, having a rock and having that foundation, um, just allows you to, to be a little bit more consistent and not be so taken, taken aback by, you know, all the ups and the downs that, that naturally come with the transition. You said a word that is real big, um, especially in athletics. I mean, it is with all, with everybody, but athletics in particular, because you're judged by wins and losses and that's your identity, Yeah. you know, and so many times we get consumed with what we do and not who we are. So I think that's, in, you know, just a, a great testimony to you and your faith that you, you said that, you know, your identity is not, in your job, you know, it's not in, in uh, football, it's, it's in Christ. And I think that that is the key um, because, you know, especially you guys, like I said, in the athletic world, you're judged by the wins and losses on the field that everybody sees. Um, not, not always what kind of person you are. Right. So that's, that, that's good. That's a good perspective. Yeah. And I, I think to, just to go along with that, like, um, you know, I think that's what's for, for me, what's helped a lot with that is, um, you know, having, having that community outside of, you know, these walls and in the, in this athletic building, you know what I mean? I mean, I think sometimes the the people in this building, um, you know, by no fault of their own, like you said, this is a high pressure environment and you're judged on your wins and losses, you know, in this profession, but, um, you know, that you can get wrapped up in that easily. Um, but having people, you know, at the church and having community that are outside of football, um, I think it's helped me just kind of put perspective on things, you know, I'll, I'll go and, um, you know, talk to one of the guys at the church about something that's going on and, um, you know, he'll encourage me and, and, and 
basically just kind of help me out and, and kind of see the bigger picture. Like, Hey, you know, at the end of the day, you know, it's, there's a lot more to it than just winning football games. You know, it's, it's about the, and really too, like the, they've kind of helped me understand and, and see more. So, you know, this is, this is more my mission field necessarily than, you know, it is about the success or, or failure on the football field of, of anything, you know, it's about the relationships, relationships that I'm building. Um, it's about, you know, being a light in the, in the field house and pointing people to Christ. And at the end of the day, if, you know, if that's what you're doing, if that's what you're confident in, um, you know, and if, if that's how you're living your life every day, walking with Christ and, um, you know, pointing other people to him, then you can be pretty satisfied and, and fulfilled whether or not, you know, the wins and, and losses come with that. Absolutely. And it's been said, I think, I think, uh, the quote that comes to mind, it's quoted all the time from Billy Graham that I, I don't, I don't have a word for word memorized, but basically a coach is going to impact, you know, thousands of people through, yeah. through a career. Right. So if you stay true to that perspective of God has you at university incarnate word as the offensive coordinator, and that's your mission field in 2022, then yeah, you're going to impact a lot. And I think, you know, impacting new coaches coming in too. I think that's good. What is it like though, coaching at a private quote unquote Christian school? Um, you know, what is the, what is the culture of the staff and team in that environment? You know, I would say it's, it's probably not that much different than it would be coaching at a, at a public school, truthfully. Um, you know, I don't, I don't think that there's anything at, at UIW in terms of just like what our players go through on a day-to-day basis that would make us stand out in, in that sense, you know, in terms of uh, being a Christian university. I think the, the one thing that is, is probably the best part about it is, um, you know, you're not going to get persecuted for, for being public about your faith. Um, you know, and, and so for example, like after every day after workouts, um, you know, when coach Kenny has a team up, he's going to have a staff member or a player pray over the team. Um, you know, and that's something that's encouraged, you know, every time we have a full athletic staff meeting, you know, we start off in a prayer, um, and, you know, some as simple as, uh, you know, on, on Saturdays during the season or on Sunday, sorry, during the season, you know, the coaching staff and the players are are busy with practice and and reviewing film and all that kind of stuff. And a lot of times don't have time to go to church. Um, well, my, brother-in-law you know our church meets at 4 p.m because we don't have a building so we share we share a baptist uh we share a building with northeast baptist here in san antonio so we do church at at 4 p.m after they get done in the morning on sundays so he's had the mornings open for you know the past couple years since we've been doing that and so he would come up every sunday morning and basically like preach whatever he was going to preach that afternoon he would preach it at you know to whoever whichever one of the players you know it ended up being a group of five or six so it kind of you know was more of a bible study type setting um, but he would come up on sunday mornings and, and do that for us and so um and being able to to put that out to the team and kind of advertise that hey you know if you guys are, are interested in this my brother-in-law is going to come up and and we're going to kind of do a bible study uh together and and just knowing you know that there's not going to be any pushback there's not going to be any judgment you know for for saying those things and for being you know public about that is is definitely a benefit man that's awesome especially and that's just another opportunity right i mean you mentioned that and let's just say one of the athletes i mean doesn't come but it still is a it's an opportunity for those gospel conversations. Yeah. Um, yeah. Man, that's, that, that's huge. And I'm sure having us, you know, church at four o'clock allows, allows you to be able to go as, go as well. So 
Yeah, it definitely it definitely helps. Some uh, there were times that during the during the season where that was like right in to, right in meeting times or right in uh, you right. know off offensive staff meeting or something like that. But it was um, it was incredibly fortunate that and you know just shows uh, my brother in law's servant heart. You know he was coming up here and loved being around the team and was willing to to sacrifice his you know open Sunday morning to to preach the gospel and and um, you know try to build relationships with these kids. And, and let them know more about Christ. So, um, yeah, it was, it was an awesome experience. And, um, you know, I, th- I think something that we try to look forward to continuing as long as, uh, as long as church is still at 4 PM, we'll be okay. That's awesome. Yeah. So you mentioned, I don't know if you mentioned why after we started recording, I know you mentioned to me before your wife is also a coach. Um, so, you know, you've talked about the demands of your job. Well, you married someone who has a demanding career as well. And you've kind of talked about how you stay connected spiritually. Um, but how do you balance the demands of your job with being a, a newly wed husband as well? Oh man, that was, that was tough. The, the, that transition was probably a lot harder than the, uh, than the transition of, uh, of new head coaches. Um, so I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I think, uh, you know, both of us are passionate about our job. Um, and I think, I think in a lot of ways it, it helps things, you know, it, it kind of helped that transition, um, you know, moving in together after we got married, um, and just both of us understanding kind of the, the time demands of a coach and, um, showing each other a little bit more grace when, you know, when somebody has to stay late at work and, um, you know, not being quite as frustrated because we've both been in each other's shoes and can be a little bit more understanding in those situations. So, um, so I think both of us being a coach and true, I mean, we have, I mean, we have conversations all the, it definitely keeps us busy with something to talk about all the time. Cause you know, we got, we got all kinds of uh, coaching conversations going on and how do you handle, how do you handle this situation? And, you know, what do you think about this? And, you know, what are you guys doing at FCA at Johnson? You know, like, do you want, do you want one of uh, one of our kids to come speak at FCA and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, um, I think it's been awesome. I think, um, you know, we can, we can definitely relate to each other. We can, be understanding and gracious. And, um, so I think it's helped. I I think going from, um, going from being dating, uh, and then now moving in together and being married and kind of starting our life together. Um, both of us being coaches has, has been a blessing just in terms of, um, you know, understanding kind of what each other's going through and, and being able to, to build our relationship through that. That's good. Yeah. I think there's something to be said for, you know, her being able to understand, the demands of your job, whereas I've got some friends in coaching and it's a struggle for the wife. Yeah. Yeah. Without or, it. And, you know, I, would, so, I mean, she's, my wife works really hard. I mean, she's still up at the office right now, you know, working on track stuff. So that's why, that's why I'm at the office right now. You know I mean? We, we both work hard and work these long hours. And, um, and so I think that's why it's, it's, it's been good for us too. You know, um, as much with, with both of us having these, these jobs that demand a ton of time, you know, I think, um, keeping things like those Tuesday nights where we're going to church and I'm at the men's group and she's with, you know, the women of the church and making sure that in the off season, especially going to church on Sundays is a priority for us. And, um, you know, trying to have people from the church over, like just making sure that we're, we're keeping those relationships strong. Um, and that we're, we're around other Christians, you know, and, and making our relationship with Christ a priority. Um, you know, I think that that's been critical for us as well. Just, I think that's so important. Just to Absolutely. just for encouragement. I mean, I I just think that's that's helped us stay strong through through this kind of new new season of of being married and kind of navigating that space. Yeah, because it's not. I mean, it's a transition for sure. Yeah, yeah um, without a doubt. 
I'm coming up on 25 years and I'm still trying to figure it out. So <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> it's, it'll be, it's, I mess up way, I mess up probably way more, way more than I should, but, uh, but thankfully we serve a gracious God. So, and my wife, Amen. my wife is awesome. So I, That's I, what I tell people all the time. I can't, if I were to write a book on marriage, it would be what not to do. It <laughs> yeah. wouldn't be, you know, it wouldn't be, um, all the right things that it would be what not to do and to help you out. But, you know, that's like, to your point, that's, that's the beauty of it, of it is, you know, is a gracious God and a gracious spouse. Yeah. Critical. So a lot of people that listen are coaches and, 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 and some athletes. And so we know, you know, athletics is a platform that can be used for good or for bad. And that's a whole nother debate, but it is a platform. So what would you say to that coach or athlete that's listening that, understands that but is really not using it or is really not being bold with their faith how would you encourage them to use the platform that they've been given you know to to be bold in their faith um well the first first thing i would say is is i definitely understand where they're coming from um you know i i I think probably you know every coach would be lying i think if they got on here every coach or player would be lying if they said you know there was never any time you know, in their, in their walk where, where they were, you know, maybe a little intimidated or a little fearful about sharing the gospel, you know, in, in some setting, you know, I know some people are definitely more willing um, and open to, to share and, and just, you know, just that's kind of their natural personality and their natural gifting. Um, You know, where, whereas myself, especially being a relatively new Christian, you know, I'm, I'm still fairly young on this, in this, walk with Christ. And so, um, this is an area that I've grown a ton in and I've just gotten a lot of encouragement. You know, you look in, in Romans and it, it tells us not to be ashamed of the gospel, right. To proclaim, proclaim it boldly. Um, and so really kind of thinking about it, just, Hey, if, if this is what you believe in and you believe that, that the gospel has the power to save people, um, you know, then, then you have to tell people, you know, I mean, that's gotta be, that's gotta be your mindset that, um, that if, if, one person hearing this, um, even if it, even it's worth 40 people calling you crazy, you know, if that one person hears it and believes and is saved and has a spot in heaven, because, you know, they heard you proclaim the gospel and you use your platform, um, you know, for God's glory. And so, you know, everything we should do, everything we do should be, uh, to glorify God. It's not about us, all these gifts, all these, this platform is, is not about anything that we've done or we've earned. Um, you know, God's placed us here and, and God wants us to be bold with his word and to be, um, or to make his name, you know, known among the nation. So, um, you know, I would just encourage you that, you know, first off, I understand, you know, where you, where you're at right now. Um, but just to, to be confident and be courageous and, and speak the gospel because, you know, that's what God calls us to do at the end of the day. That's good. And something you said there, I think is very important because you said, you know, even if one person hears the gospel and responds and 40 people call you crazy, um, I think that's important for all of us to remember that it's really about the one. You know, yeah. so many times, no matter, you know, any type of ministry, you get focused on numbers. You know, I shared the gospel with 50 people. But in reality, if we just worry about the one and not the rest, then I think I think we can be more bold you know, because, because it is about the one. Yeah. That gives you the confidence to share and to know that, um, you know, that, that you're living to, to the word. I mean, you're, you're being a doer of the word, right. You're not just being a hearer 
you're being a doer and you're doing what God has called you to do. Yeah, that's good. So this is this is one of my favorite questions to ask. Um, you know, some people have a favorite scripture, a life verse. You know, I was going to ask if you have one of those or, you know, is there a, a scripture that um, that God has shown you recently that you'd share? Um, yeah, I, mean, I guess re- recently is um, is probably not not super accurate, but this, this whole year kind of, um, uh, has been first Corinthians nine twenty four. um, you know, just talking about running, running the race to, to win a, in a way to win a prize, um, you know, and our prize ultimately being in heaven. But, um, you know, I kind of shared that with our team. So in fall camp this past year, coach Morris had each coach, you know, get up and, and kind of give a talk about, uh, different topics, you know, pretty unrelated to football. And, um, you know, my topic at the time I'd been married for two months and my topic was, uh, to talk about marriage. And, um, so I think he kind of, he kind of like played a jab at people. So he would talk, you know, if a coach was maybe not the most humble person, they had to talk about humility or if they didn't have good time management, they had to talk about time management. Um, and so, so I was the, I was the newest, newest, uh, newly, new, most newlywed person. And so I had to talk about marriage and I kind of shared that uh some of the the trials that that have happened and um you know kind of the the growing pains along the way up to that point and and one of the things he asked was was kind of you know share what you've learned and what you've gone through and then um you know kind of share with with the team what your goals are for the future um and so I kind of said you know really my only goal uh, um is is to leave a legacy that uh, points people to Christ right to to be, you know, you, you go through all of those, um, all the, the lineages in the Bible and the genealogies and you'll go through like, and they're kind of boring, honestly, when you're reading them at times and you go through and it's just listing off people. And then all of a sudden it'll list one that said, and he walked with God mm. and that, and that's, and that's kind of who I want to be. And that's, that just spoke to me, you know, and running a race in a way to win a prize and, and just leaving a legacy of someone, um, you know, who loved God, who put God first, um, you know, and, and who basically, you know, walked with God, who, who was understanding that, um, you know, everything that he had, every provision that I have is, is provided by Christ. Um, you know, he died on, on the, on the cross to save my sins, which is unbelievable, unfathomable, uh, really. But, um, and just being a person who at the end of the day, um, finished the race, right. There's so many people. And I think that probably resonated with me because I kind of had was in, you know, as a young kid grew up in the church and then kind of fell away and then came back to it. And so, you know, kind of now my focus is, is, um, staying strong and, um, you know, staying consistent basically. And so that, that's kind of what was, what has been on my heart all year. And, um, and has kind of been, been driving me, I guess, um, you know, recently. No, that's important. I think the word legacy is important. You know, I, I really dove into that. Um, it's probably coming up on eight years ago. My 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 father passed away, and it was somewhat unexpected. But it really hit me over a course of a couple of days, where some of his former coworkers and friends were coming up, and they never said how good of he was a pilot, how good of a pilot he was, or whatever. It was always. You know, he followed Jesus. He loved others. He loved your mother. You know, he did all those things. And so it just really hit me hard. Um, And I wish I could say that over these last eight years I've gotten I've perfected it. But um, but it had me thinking as a father myself, if something happens to me today, 
you know, what are people going to say about my legacy to my kids? Are they going to say he was always at the office? You know, he worked hard or are they going to say, hey, Stuart loved Jesus. He loved his wife. He loved his kids, you know. And so I think you're on to that. That legacy deal is very important. And I, and I think especially now the last couple of years, we've seen a lot of darkness and a lot of people um, that have lost their lives and lost loved ones. And, and legacy is a big deal. Yeah. And I think, I think too, you know, that it just kind of touches on uh, a little bit kind of like, you know, how you were talking about earlier, um, you know, with the stresses of this job and with the pressure of this job, you know, how do you kind of stay, stay focused on Christ? And, you know, when you're, when your scope is over the course of your whole life and kind of the, when, when you're thinking big picture like that, it makes it a little bit easier, I think, mm. to, to be focused on, you know, being the kind of person the, the kind of person that you want to be remembered for and being a person who's selfless and being a person who loves others and, you know, is always putting people, other people first, like all of those things I think become more important when you have the grand scheme, you know, kind of the, the overall picture. And, and that's what your perspective is as opposed to being dialed in on, on what's important over the next, you know, week or two or, or month or year, or whatever the case may be. And so I think it, I think that kind of helps you put things in perspective. Um, but yeah, I thought, you know, that's kind of, that's kind of been on my heart all year and um, just trying to, you know, I, and I kind of challenged my, my quarterbacks to, to the same question, you know, like, I, I just think it's so, especially with, with people who are, nor, who are my age and, and I was challenged by this, you know, by my pastor. So it wasn't some, this is not just coming from, you know, my own brain. I'm, uh, but, uh, you know, it's, it's one of, you know, when you think, when you think over the course of 70 years, your, your thought process change changes dramatically you know what you what do you want to be known from when you're 75 you know what do you what do you want people to say about your life when you're 75 because really what's going to happen you know you kind of think back on the past couple years like time flies you know you'll look up before you know it and and you know i'll be 40 and have been coaching for you know 15 years and and so um you know i think it's important to take that step back and and kind of really think about uh who you want to be who you are right now and being honest about that um, and, and asking God to kind of reveal, you know, where, where you're at and, and where the areas are that you need to grow. Um, and then, and then kind of, you know, directing a path of, of where you want to get to. Man, that's good. I think you've, you kind of hit on the last question I was going to ask about, you know, being all in your walk with Christ. And I think it's that whole perspective, that heavenly gospel perspective versus the earthly perspective. And I think, I mean, you gotta, you gotta focus on your day-to-day goals. I mean, I don't, I don't want to minimize that. I mean, you know, we all have a job to do. And so, you know, to be successful where God has us, we have to focus on those practical goals that are before us in whatever profession we're in, but having that heavenly and gospel centered perspective sure, sure helps a lot. Um, yeah. And it's definitely a, it's definitely a balance. I mean, you even just look back like right now we're studying in, in Genesis and you look at, at Joseph, which is one of my favorite stories. Um, you know, everywhere he was at, he was successful because he was where his feet were and he trusted, right. he, he trust he trusted that where he was at was where God had him in that moment. And, and that's where he was supposed to be. That's where he was called to be. And so whether he was, um, in, in slavery, uh, whether he was, um, in prison or whether he was the Pharaoh's right-hand man, he just went to work and worried about, you know, being a trustworthy worker and, um, you know, being the God, the man that God called him to be in that situation. Um, and so I think, so I think it's, um, 
you know, in our, in our pursuit of being who God calls us to be and to glorify him, you know, you have to be where your feet are and be the best that you can be in, in whatever chosen role or whatever role God's placed you in, in the present, um, you know, with also that big, big picture, you know, legacy kind of in mind. So you kind of have to balance the, the best of both worlds there. Yeah. That whole, you know, be where your feet are. Several people have said that, you know, through the last couple of years on, on, on the podcast and the coaching world, especially because, I mean, I think we're all guilty of it, but I, it, it really happens a lot in the coaching world is you get a job and then the natural thing to do is go ahead and start looking for the next one, right? Yeah. Because I'm a position coach. I want to be a coordinator. And then we see in the NFL and the college and now at the high school world, head coaches are getting younger and younger. Yeah. And Sean but- McVay just won a Super Bowl with the Rams at age 36. You know, that, that doesn't tend – 20 years ago, that didn't happen. So now, you know, if I'm a young coach, I'm getting impatient. So being where my feet are becomes a greater challenge because I want to be somewhere else. And so I think that, I think, I think that is a challenge for a lot of people to have that right perspective. Yeah, I would, I would definitely agree with you. I mean, that's a, and, and it's, it becomes a challenge, especially when you start, um, you know, when you start comparing yourself with, with others and you compare your journey with others, um, uh, which, which I said, you know, that, that's just, it's so, it's so hard and it's such a temptation to do that, but you have to avoid and, and, you know, try to try to keep the blinders on and, and stay focused on what your journey is. And, and like we, like we've said, you know, just being the best that you can be where you are and, and in that role, you know, God's put you in a, in a place for a reason. Um, and like we said earlier, it could be to impact, you could be at one place, a place to impact one person. And that's where God has you and in, in his grand overall scheme. And you ne- you never know, you know, what the, the impact of that one relationship could be. And so just trying to stay focused on that and, and not so focused on, you know, becoming a head coach or, or whatever the case, we're moving up to a higher level and making more money and, um, you know, chasing things that, that the world would tell us are, are really good things to chase. I think, you know, that's what, I mean, that's at the end of the day, that's kind of what separates us a little bit as a Christian is we have a different belief system. You know, we, we, we we have different priorities. We, we serve a, we, you know, we, we serve Christ and the world, serves you know it's we need to live in the world but not of the world and so you know that's just naturally going to lead to us having a little bit of a different worldview and making decisions that uh, you know based on different things and so absolutely uh, and it makes then that's it, it's easy it's easier it's easier to to be where your feet are at and it's easier to be the best that you can be when you're trying to glorify god and not concerned about other things that's right no that's good i love it that's good stuff we could probably talk another hour on that that's yeah. good yeah <laughs> And I'm definitely not trying to say that I'm perfect at all. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm bad at that sometimes, you know, I mean, I look forward and, and daydreaming about being a head coach one day, but then I have to kind of catch myself and, you know, Hey, God's got me in this position right now. Let's try to be the best that we can be. So, you know, definitely not perfect at that, but working in, and kind of growing in that area. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think it's something that's a constant battle, especially um, I just think once you married, you have a family, you won't, provide more, um, you know, and and there's nothing wrong with that, but it's just, uh, but understanding that that's okay. But yet that whole being where I am today is where God wants me today. Um, even, even if it's not the best situation, it may be, you know, that adversity is what God needs you to prepare you for the next one. So 
Easier said than done, I know. Very, very much so. Yeah. Hey, man, I appreciate it. Um, um, I, I appreciate the time and you're willing to jump on here and share your story. I know I've been encouraged and I will now keep an eye on Incarnate Word football now, now that I know a little bit more about it. Now, like you, you I had not – until a couple of years ago, I'd never heard of it either. Well, that, that, uh, that's good. That means that we're, we're making some progress and, and, uh, and we're doing it the right way. We've kind of built this program up over the last four years. So hopefully, uh, you know, looking forward to continuing to compete for championships and do this thing the right way. Hopefully more people know about UIW in, in a couple of years. That's right. Thank you again to Mac for taking time to share his story, to encourage us, to challenge us. I know I was both encouraged and challenged in, in that conversation um, with leaving a legacy that points to God and, and also um, that maintaining that heavenly gospel perspective. And I think that's something that each one of us can be challenged and encouraged with on a daily basis, no matter, no matter where we are, at home, at work, church, in the community, that is that is that perspective that is this critical. Thank you for listening. I'd ask you to share this episode with somebody in your life you think could use some encouragement. If you're not a subscriber to our podcast, whatever podcast platform you're listening to right now, hit the subscribe button. There's over 180 previous episodes just like this one that'll challenge and encourage you. And we've got some more coming. So I'd encourage you to subscribe. And the last thing is we'd love to hear from you. Our website, www.allinsportsoutreach.org. Or you can go to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and the search bar, type in All In Sports Outreach. Find us there. We'd love to hear from you. Um, and, And you can also find out more about us, how to pray for us, opportunities to serve, opportunities to give. Most of all, yes, we're very grateful that you listen, but most of all, we're thankful for your support and your encouragement.